everyone. This is Fig and Lock Talk. I'm Mr. Fig. And I'm Mr. Lock. Coast to coast, bringing it from the Hawaiian Islands all the way to uh, the 757. How are you doing this week, my my friend? We're doing, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You know, it's the dog days of summer, like I said last week. Uh, Labor Day weekend. So people are out and about. Cops are everywhere. Uh, be safe out there, please. Uh, partying is never, it's not that serious. It's just Labor Day weekend. So, yeah, be safe out there. It, you know, it's, it's funny you mention that. Like, uh, it's been pretty quiet around here in the 808. Um, the, you know, I was out Friday afternoon. Alex was in school. Marcy had to go to work, so I, but I had a day off. So I, I walked around, and there's, I mean, the beaches were I mean, not empty, but they certainly weren't full. Um, and then going out, being out and about yesterday, um, we, Ala Moana Center, which is a big mall down in Waikiki, that was fairly busy, but even still, Waikiki was, you know, for a Saturday, I thought, pretty relatively quiet. I guess a lot, a lot of the tourists are now home because their kids are in school, and, you know, we only have, we have some of the honeymooners and some of the small couples vacationing, but, you know, it's, it's I tell you, this is my favorite time of year. Between September and, like, November, there's hardly any tourists. You can actually get on the beaches and do some stuff, so. And the weather's right, still nice. good, yeah. Yeah, the, well, the weather's always good. <laughs> oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Then. Fair enough. Hey, the weather's always good. Um, fair enough, but yeah, it's like so. It's a big uh, where you stay at. It's a big tourist attraction down there. Well, we live so we live in uh, near Pearl Harbor. Um, so obviously, that's always that's one of the main tourist attractions in the summertime. If you want to, if you want to go see Pearl Harbor and go see the Arizona Memorial, you better have reservations like three months out, because in the summertime you're not going to get on that boat uh, if you show up. Um, but, uh, after the, after the summer breaks, um, the, uh, it gets pretty quiet and you, and getting out to the Arizona is easy. And then December hits and you get a rash of visitors in December. And then of course, everybody wants to go visit, you know, you know, it's the, it's the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. So that's another big season for the Pearl Harbor area. So it gets pretty busy then. And then January hits and it's quiet January until April. It's like really quiet again. So, um, yeah, we live so we live in Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor is about 15, 20 minutes from Waikiki, depending on traffic. So we're kind of away from all the big tourist traffic. Uh, we have the airport between us and there, um, but uh, yeah, I mean Waikiki is always the busiest part of the island. So we we tend to go other places like the North Shore or Koalina or the East Side, just by nature of the fact that there there's a lot less tourists because because. You know, unless you rent a car, you're not going to get to those places. So, okay. All right. So, so, yeah. All right. So, yeah, man. So, this week, everybody, we're going to talk about streamers. I think last week we gave you guys a, a kind of a preview of some of the stuff we're going to talk about. You know, we start talking about HBO Max and kind of, kind of some of their issues they've been having, especially now that they've been acquired by Warner Discovery. Um, but, streamers, I think everybody's got at least one. Um, and depending on your demographic, you might determine what kind of streamer you have. You know, um, Netflix tends to speak to a wider audience. Their content tends to be for people of, of you know, ages, I'd say between college to their mid-30s. They, you know, they have a wide variety of content. Disney Plus, obviously, if you're a family man, you're going to have, no doubt, have Disney Plus. Um, Hulu, you know, comes with Disney Plus if you got the package. So then, and Hulu has a, a variety of programming on there. Um, I think for me, the the one I think is a, a little more niche than the rest is Apple TV or Apple Plus. They tend to cater to a very like high intellect, like like very high highbrow audience. I mean, uh, I hear Ted Lasso is very good, but every time I go on there, all their content seems very like high minded and for people over the age of like forty five. Like it, it's just it's just very old. It seems very old to me. <laughs> Ted Lasso is interesting. I've never seen Ted Lasso, but clips I've seen it and of the show or whatever. It seems just comes off as just a very wholesome show. Ted Lasso's wholesome, where That's what I hear. like yeah. you know the people around him aren't you know, and so it's it's a whole lot of people doing Ted Lasso quotes. You know, I I don't know. There's no draw. Apple TV is definitely I think. It's just built by the idea that Apple phones are very popular. So Apple TVs there. Like you said, it's very highbrow. I think the movies on there are very niche and, and stuff like that. So it's just interesting. It, it's, it, 
uh, it's very interesting. I think that one year they own the rights to like peanuts, like yeah, Charlie the Brown. Peanuts, yeah, yeah, they own the rights to that, content. which is crazy. Yeah, the 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 one the only reason we got it is that we want to watch the Tom Hanks movie about um gosh the movie's escaping me right now, but where he's a destroyer captain in World War II and the War of the Atlantic. That's a awesome movie like if you're if you're if you're into world war ii and you like the navy and you like you like tom hanks that movie is superb but i haven't watched hardly anything else on apple plus since then which i believe which makes me wonder if i'm wasting my money because i'd never go and dive into that 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 streamer yeah that could be a thing and if the with these streaming services like i cut the cord myself uh almost close to a decade ago just getting away from cable and everything else. And I found that when I cut the cord, I'm less likely to keep up with shows. When I had cable, I kept up with shows. Got my DVR kept telling me, hey, this is what you got new, and you have to keep up with it. So it was easier to keep up, and when I it, now I take it for granted. Because now I'm like, oh, I, I can watch it whatever. Oh, it's, it's all right. And now I'm like, it, it changed, changed all our watching into binge watching. Let, actually, let's talk about that for a second. So, because actually, I want to I want to start with that question: Are having all the is having all these streamers better than and or cheaper than cable? Because I know, like for me, my move to streamers happened when I went to Newport, Rhode Island. I was up there for for a year for work, and I didn't I didn't see any sense in getting a cable subscription since I was only going to be there for a year, and everything I wanted to watch was on Hulu and Netflix. So it was definitely cheaper to get my internet and the two streamers and just watch those the what the content I wanted to watch. But now with every network having its own streamer and making almost all of their all of their content exclusive does and with the rising price of internet is cable is it cheaper to stream to stream than to just or buy cable, I guess. I would think it's still cheaper to buy, to cut the cord and have the cords because you need the internet, right? So we we would say you need need a strong word, but everybody uses it. Everybody uses Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is the phenomenon. Twenty years ago, that we didn't know what Wi-Fi was, and now Wi-Fi you go to, you can't go to a place where like oh what's the Wi-Fi password? Uh, so <laughs> funny, funny story about that. The first time I encountered Wi-Fi, I had just graduated from college, and we had landlines in college, and we were moving my sister into VCU, and we were getting her into the dorm room, we we're getting her computer set up, and I was like, "Well, where's your where's your coax cable? Where's your where's the wall outlet? Like, I don't understand what's happening." They're like, "Oh, we have Wi-Fi. Like, what what is Wi-Fi? What is this wireless inter- what, wireless internet? Like, what, what do you are mean? you talking about? Wireless internet? What do you mean?" <laughs> Yeah. Exactly, it, and it, it's a wild, it's a wild world. I remember being in my early twenties playing the original Xbox and using a like a straight up Ethernet cable plugged up mm-hmm. to a modem to play very basic X- Xbox games. They were great though, Halo and all of that mm-hmm. online. It was just a different world. And then switching to just the Wi-Fi, you're just like, oh, so I don't even need a cord. I just plug it up over here. It just changed the dynamic of how you could arrange, arrange your house because you don't need cords all over the place. And so Wi-Fi definitely changed the game. So I would say that now cable itself, they are very particular because you have the basic cable programs. And the basic cables, like, they trap you by saying basic cables maybe like $80. And they have the most basic plans. But then you want the channels you watch that the streaming services show but at the same time, the channels you watch, the Comedy Essentials, the FX, and all, you want all of those, you have to pay some higher tier. That makes your cable bill at least 150 160 depending where you're at. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, so we, you know, so we have Hulu Live, which has a variety of channels that you would normally get from cable. So that replaced our cable. And that bumped um, up in price. Yeah. But I mean, that just, when, when it just, it about, just went in price. So we, like, we have the highest, we have the highest tier Wi Fi that we can get here on the island. With, via Spectrum, and that's roughly about a hundred bucks a month. And then if I if I were to add up all the streaming devices, the streamers that we have, like I think we're somewhere in the range of like one fifty. So I, that's why I and, I and I haven't looked at the cost of cable recently, but I know that I know a lot of them are bundling it now, where you can get the you get your Wi-Fi, your cable, and your even a telephone line for like for a certain a certain price. 
but there's no way you get cable and Wi-Fi for 150. Well, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way they're going to make you pay at least 200. They're like, oh yeah, get this, and oh you got the phone and the Wi-Fi, you got the home phone. So because uh, anybody, everybody uses home phones now, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, so it, it, there's just no way that you would like Hulu offers a great like. Like like you said, do you have Disney Plus and you're bundling it with Hulu? Yeah, yeah. You get a lot of uh, Hulu's got a lot of content. They do a lot Hulu, of content. Yeah, Hulu's got a lot of content. It's really weird. I don't I don't really understand how the content they like. It comes from a lot of different avenues. Knowing that Hulu is owned by Disney, but they can show other stuff. It's, it's, well, because they because they have, like, they have well they have licensing deals, right? Still, but, but I, I think the thing that the thing that concerns me. Or at least I think the future of the future of all this is going is like there was so much that we could watch on network TV that was free, right? Like if I wanted to watch Saturday Night Live, like it was if I had cable it was free, and if I had Hulu it was like I mean it came like my Hulu subscription provided me that access to that show, right? Or any other show CBS on CBS or ABC or whatever. But now like with like for example Peacock. Where like NBC is like they're starting to move a lot of their everything to Peacock, exclusively yeah, to Peacock, which is now it's like, well, man, now I gotta buy another streaming service and like, how much of that content I'm actually gonna watch, you know, because I want to watch that one thing, right? Like, and a lot of people they like for Peacock. I know people that do have Peacock. These Peacock because um, the WWE events are free on there. Yeah, yeah. What's so it, they're it, like, all right, it, it, it like for that for them it pays for itself because well, like. <laughs> You're getting a pay-per-view event once a month that would normally back in the day cost fifty dollars, and you're paying fourteen, like whatever Peacock costs now. Right, 14, and then there's $15. like the license. There's like these really weird licensing agreements. For example, like one of the shows we really like is um, Yellowstone. If you haven't okay. watched Yellowstone, it is like a modern Western. It's like Game of Thrones, a Western, and like you know the Sopranos. All My mom likes that one. show. It's yeah. awesome, and. I assume like so I like uh, I had assumed that I could watch seasons one through three because we caught it in season four on on Paramount because it's, it's a Paramount show. So I already had Paramount Plus because that's what that's also where they debuted their show 1883, which is also very awesome. So we so I was like, all right, cool. I'll just go back and watch back back episodes of Yellowstone on Paramount Plus. I'll catch up to season four. Bam, I'm in. No. Yellowstone, even though it's a Paramount Paramount produced show, has an exclusive licensing agreement with Peacock. So if you want to watch seasons one through three, uh, you have to have a Peacock subscription. So I had to go and buy the season pass, or I had to buy the previous three seasons on Apple TV in order to get caught up. Because I, I wasn't like I was like, well, I can either get a Peacock subscription, or I can just outright buy these seasons and then just watch them that way. But and then now I think about it, it might have been cheaper to get the Peacock subscription. I don't know. But. I mean, it's interesting because uh, Paramount Paramount Plus, uh, like we were talking about last last uh, well, Par- Paramount Plus itself has a lot of content. It has the MTV Two, it has Comedy Central. It uh, I think it has like the almost the cast offs of like other places don't have or they just have a group there the Nickelodeon content. Well, so you got, yeah, they had all those. So you got SpongeBob um... and. Yeah, they had Stuff all like those that. weird, all those channels that you grew up with that were kind of like off the wall, you know. Like they have like they, ha- I mean, they have MTV, all the MTV comment content, Comedy Central. They have not all the Comedy Central content, but they have they have South Park. Out. Yeah, South yeah. Park Daily um, Show. Yeah, stuff like got, that. Yeah, they've got um. They got Nickelodeon, as you mentioned. They have all the Spike TV stuff. So if yeah. you're into Ink Master. Um, Ink Master, which yeah. I love Ink Master. I love Ink Great Master, show. too. They actually just launched a new season, which I need to catch up on, too. And it's on Paramount Plus. It's on oh. Paramount Plus. Yeah. So uh, I, I got Paramount Plus because I just want to watch Discovery. Like, for me, it was all about Star Trek's coming back to TV. I want to watch Discovery. So I got I picked up Paramount Plus. And then now they've been, Paramount Plus is like, hey, if you want the Star Trek expanded universe, boom, we have all of it. And they like the everything from the animated out, series to like yeah, Picard. Trek, yeah, if you're a Star Trek fan, Paramount <laughs> Plus, you have to have Paramount Plus. Um, you know, and like, I'm a South Park fan, so yeah. South Park. The is, movies they've been putting out, dude, the COVID special. Good. They're pretty good. They're very good. Yeah, they're hilarious, man. Like, hour long, like, hour long movies, and it's yeah. like if you're into it, I've I've been a fan since way back, and I still enjoy it to this day. It's very smart bottom pit humor i guess yeah. but it's it's great and 
with them signing a huge contract with Paramount, they're going to be doing Paramount for at least the next couple of years. They got X amount of movies, X amount of shows showing on there. So it's really interesting. You can watch South Park a lot of different avenues. You can watch on Hulu. You can watch Paramount Plus. Them yeah. guys are making money. Well, there's a lot of things too, especially like coming right off of COVID, man. Like there were movies that were going straight to Paramount Plus. Like Jackass, like Jackass. I was never gonna go see Jackass four in, in theaters, but they it came out right on Paramount Plus. I watched it. and I laughed my ass off. For, I haven't uh, seen the new Beavis and Butthead stuff though. I have not. Um, seen they have it a yet. new movie. I haven't. Wa- I watched the. New, I watched the an episode of the new, of the new season, and it's weird. Like now, you know, they've obviously outgrown watching music videos, so now they watch like it's like YouTube content or like TikTok content. So they'll they'll do like you know how I remember Beavis Butthead. Their format was always like you had the story. An intercut between the story, they would like watch music videos, right? And they would riff on music right. videos. Well, now it's like internet content, it's like TikTok videos and stuff like that. It, it's funny, but you know, um, I mean, I, I watched it for I watched the first episode and I, I laughed. I found it funny, but at the same time, it was just and it's another thing to watch. So, and I think if I'm bored and I got like 30 minutes, I'll probably pop it on. Just you know, if my kids aren't around and you know that kind of thing. But fair, it's fair, yeah. it's fair. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember Beavis and Butthead growing up as a show. I'd watch it, and anytime they watched the rock video, it's when it turned away, or I was disengaged. I was like, uh, because well, they didn't play the mainstream rock. They play like really heavy rock, and I was like, yeah, eh, I'm not. Well, into I that. didn't get into Beavis. Well, I, my my introduction to Beavis and Butthead was old MTV's um, Liquid Television. I MTV the, Liquid Television. Liquid Television right had all yeah. those weird cartoons on there, and one of them was Beavis and Butthead. And I just remember like watching Beavis like beat a frog with a baseball bat. And then that was like the first yeah. episode of Beavis and Butthead on Liquid Television. I think uh, Liquid Television. I think of uh, was it Aeon Flux? Yeah, Aeon Flux Aeon was Flux, on there whatever, too. with the female yep. spy. Yep, yep. Yeah, and that became that was, a TV um, show that, by itself. And it was like a, which is also on the, HBO. I think it's on HBO. Max. And then they also had. Is it? Huh. It's, they maybe also it's have like, that one either, guy like it's, the, it's either it's on like HBO Max a, a big, or it's on Paramount Plus. One of the two has it has the actual Eon okay. Flux cartoon that they produced on MTV. Then they have the whole, like, there's another character's, like, big head. Dude had a really big head or something. Mm-hmm. He has got powers. It was weird. I don't know, yeah. man. I'm broke anyway, so I think so, that. So I think what's interesting, just going closing out this first question, like, I think, I'll get your thoughts, but what's great about streamers is you get to watch the content you want to watch when you want to watch it. Like you don't get you know you're not you're not subjected to like what's on cable and just flipping channels, and you know seeing what's on. Oh, and by the way, if you want to upgrade, you can get commercial free streaming, which means that you don't have to deal with commercials either. Cause that like for me, we went we went on a vacation last week. We're in the hotel, so all we had was regular you know cable, and I fell in that trap of like I'd find something I'd want to watch, and a commercial comes on, I'm flipping again, and it just became like me like surfing. Whereas, you know, with streamers, like you find the thing you want to watch, you pop it on and it's on. Like you're not, you're not, you're not subject to commercials. So I guess in the end, like, you know, regardless of price, streamers do provide you access to what you want to watch when you want to watch it. You know, we're not subject to that situation where we were on Sunday afternoon where we're just stream, like, strolling through channels trying to find something. It's just different. The world's different now. And it's, it's easy to say that, but. You know, when we were kids, it was a you could name the day of the week and you knew what was on at night. Yeah, because you had TV guide. You had TV guide that everybody watched, yeah. and then eight to ten o'clock is considered prime time. Mm-hmm. Eight to ten, so these time slots are really important, and not necessarily like I guess Tuesday night was kind of a whack night of the week. I guess for whatever reason. Yeah, if your show but, had any, if your show was going to be successful, it had to be on Thursday night, Friday night, Sunday like, night, Sunday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that was it. And you you had uh, for me growing up Thursday nights was watching Martin and Living Single or Cosby Show or Different World. Uh, Fridays turn around was TGIF and then how they rearranged the lineup with that to Sundays always Simpsons at eight o'clock. Uh, you know they had Living Color back in the day, Mary Will Children. Um, then a balance of whoever they threw in at 930 because it didn't matter between Herman's head and everything else. And they've always tried to do the early 730. I remember like, was it uh, Parker Lewis Can't Lose came on mm-hmm. 730, you know, and, and it was if you were home early enough for that. But but that was back then before the power of the Internet. 
would give us be able to watch these rewatch shows on reruns oh, yeah. or as well, many times we like, want. Or like Thursdays used to be The Office. They had Parks and yeah. Recreation or Thirty Rock or depending on how you know, I mean, whatever. And then now with the streaming services, you just there's no risk at it. Right now we're doing a podcast on a Sunday night, which like if well, we Sunday have night for you, well, Sunday <laughs> night for me. Yeah. Uh, Sunday night for me. So if I, I didn't have that, I wouldn't be able to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, that's true. You know, what I mean? you're so absolutely right. Just... I mean, it it uh, and I tell you, Peacock might get my might get my subscription here in a minute because they're bringing back Quantum Leap, and that was one of my all time favorite shows Quantum. as a kid. My dad um, loved that, that show. Paramount Plus allowed me to try out the new MacGyver show, which was okay. I watched it for like a season or two. Um, so yeah, that's true. All right, so I guess we've we've talked a lot about we've talked about some content. So amongst the different streaming services what has been our favorite content or what is our favorite content right now i'll, I'll let you start well my favorite content streaming platform is the one that's in the most turmoil right now and that's hbo max <laughs> i love i love hbo max you know i i watch big bang theory on there mm-hmm. i watch south park on there uh there's dc stuff they pop new movies up there like it's just enough it has hbo so i can watch like the lakers the uh, uh, the winning time, I watch winning time on there. You know, I'm, watch, I'm watching Game of Thrones on there. It's it's what I'm going through. It is it is my prime spot, and car and it has comedy, Cartoon Network stuff on there. So Rick and Morty, it is Sunday night, um, new new episode appearance at eleven o'clock. So uh, yeah, so all this turmoil they're having right now with them supposedly being broke, hemorrhaging money, and now they're talking about getting rid of programs, getting rid of shows. That really, really grinds my gears. So I like so HBO Max for me. Like it's I like I like the streamer and I like the con some of the content's been on there. I probably don't watch you know, as much as you do on there. I definitely watch I definitely I'm, I'm definitely watching House of Dragons on on there. I have been watching the Harley Quinn show, which I think That's is a great show. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, I watched a few documentaries. I watched that one documentary about the Nixium cult. Was, like they have some really awesome documentaries on there. They had an internet. I saw Chernobyl a while back. Yeah, Chernobyl's good. They had a QAnon one about QAnon. The search for yeah, Q. I saw that one. Yep. So like, I feel like HBO Max has cornered the market. Like, well, HBO has did this when they were on cable too. Like HBO, when it comes to original like programming and documentaries, HBO always like did the best work. So like they have me hooked in that regard. As far as the other stuff they have on there, I mean, it's a nice to have. Like, I mean. If, if I want to watch old South Park episodes, that's great. Like or Rick and Morty, um, that, that doesn't really keep me there. The DC content doesn't really keep me there because, um, like when DC came out with its own screen, streaming service, I wasn't gonna. I was like, I wasn't passionate enough about anything on there, so there was no way they're gonna get me to watch anything on a DC streaming service. But then when HBO Max came on and absorbed all that, um, I you know, well I that get, was different because that DC streaming service was close to ten dollars. Yeah. Ten dollars. Yeah. You're you're making it, man. Look, I because I remember the streaming service came out and a good friend of ours like was like bought in on it and he was like, yeah, this is really great. And I'm like, well, ten dollars great. Like, how much new content is it? It's like, well, you could watch all the all the DC content here, which at the time was like maybe the the newest thing was probably. I don't know. I don't really remember well, they, what it they was. They only had it, they had the only thing they had was like they had all the old animated stuff. So you could watch like the old Batman animated series. Yeah. They had they had all the they had the old movies. they had the old Batman. They had, they had all the old movies. Batman stuff. Yeah, they had all the old they had a handful of movies that had been made already. Um, they had a, they had Titans was like one was one of the new shows that was coming out. It was on their there. big launch title? They didn't have any. But the thing is, a lot of people like DC wise, aside from the movies, they get their DC fix from the CW. They, they from like the Flash and Arrow and all those, and none of that was on there. They fumbled the bag though. Like, would they fumble the bag? I said this years ago to my friend that the Titans TV show you started a separate show with no main name. Like, give me like not even like I'm not talking about top tier actor. You could go that second tier down, but at least a memorable name. Everybody on Titans series, which I'm not gonna knock, they they do a good job acting. They do a good job doing their role. However, you should have gave me give me you should have gave us something like a kind of a main actor to play Robin. So then we'll understand like all right, this guy is Robin in this extended universe because this is a different universe among everybody else, and it's the same universe as Doom Patrol, which Doom Patrol came out later 
and they had Brendan Fraser jump on. Yeah, the as project. the voice of the robot. So right, so you're like, all right, so now you you when you have a real actor pop up, and I'm not saying these guys people aren't real actors, I guess, but I mean big name. You know what I mean? And Brendan Fraser is not a big name. He's had a, a come up, a revival, if you will, of his career really, in the last it, ten. There's some amazing movie called The Whale. Apparently, it's pretty good. He got a standing ovation, I think. He recently. did. He was in the one movie with the what the rich guy, where his son was like talk about he was stolen, but then he but he was, but he wasn't. They they redid it twice. They did the movie twice because uh, the one guy from House of Cards got busted, and he was the main. He was the father, oh, I know and talking. then they had to reshoot it. And Brendan Fraser had a main character in that role, yeah. so he's had a come up, but like the Titans TV series just missed out on the idea of having a. Well, that's why I think a big name. It was smart for the for Warner Brothers to just take all that content and put it on HBO Max because now you could debut a show like Titans, and but at the same time you can make money by people from people that want to come and watch Westworld or that want to come watch Game of Thrones or whatever. So, but I, I do like HBO Max. Uh, I think if I had to pick. Uh, my favorite, and it just be it's the fanboy in me. It's, it's Disney Plus. I think, like you know, I don't think a Marvel a Marvel streaming service would never be able to stand on its own. Um, uh, but uh, a Star Wars streaming service would never be able to stand on its own. But the fact that Disney nope. Plus all of it under one roof, and they like they're releasing new content like pretty much once a month. Like there's oh like they keep it fresh. Like like right now we got She Hulk. And then after She-Hulk, we've got Andor. After Andor, we've got something else and something else. Like they keep it fresh on there all the time with new content, new and revolving content. And as someone that's a fanboy and it's into like these things, like I am on Disney Plus all the time. There's very little time. There's a lag. And then of course, obviously, I have a family. So like my son loves Bluey. I like Bluey. If you you can't be a dad, a toddler dad, and not love Bluey. Bluey is one of the most amazing shows out there. But like Disney Plus has a has has kind of like the perfect combination of revolving and fresh content, in addition to existing content that's out there that they, that keeps you plugged in, um, and that, to a degree where I, like Netflix, I can see why Netflix is hurting a little bit because, you know, I mean, yeah, there's uh, they they they're doing their their new content. Like I we watched the Gray Man the other night, and Gray Man was really good. Um, and then we watched the other the other movie that came out with Chris Hart and um, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Me Time. It was funny. Uh, and, they, and Netflix has got some 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 good exclusives. They've got like Adam Sandler. I think is exclusively with them. So any Adam Sandler flick that's going to come out is going to go to them. But I feel like there's a there's such a huge lag between the shows I want to watch on Netflix and like the movies that are coming out on Netflix that like Netflix is fallen in grace to me to a degree like i mean there's obvious and and i've never been the kind of person where i'm like oh let me go watch that old movie from the 90s that i haven't seen in forever so that like um i i guess for me like i like fresh new content as early and as often as you can give it to me i feel like disney does a good job of it well see all right disney plus for me they might bring me to the fold if they bring more adult content you know, because they're they're talking about making like they've just added Logan. Well, Daredevil's and coming, but Daredevil and, season three and, or four. All right, four. So if if they do it justice, then I might be on board. Because not Daredevil season two, one and two were good, and then season three kind of was kind of lackluster for me. So and if they really want to bring me back, give me Luke Cage season three, and then I'm here. You might get oh. it, man. Like, <laughs> if you bring that, I'm there for it. Daredevil, because I'll tell you right now, if Daredevil pulls a ton of subscriptions from Netflix, um, or at least increases numbers, you're probably going to get Daredevil. You might even get Jessica Jones back, and you probably will get Luke Cage. See, now, the thing about Luke, something about, one thing about new, Netflix, okay, that I tip my hat to Netflix is, to me, Netflix is cultural. It's different cultures. Like me and my wife, we're watching. Um, uh, was it um, Indian Matchmaker? Oh, you're talking about because they pull movies from different places. Yeah, so yeah, it's true. a lot of different, a lot of different cultures where I wouldn't, I generally would not think about it. Squid Game Squid was game. like it just blew up. Yeah, and and like it's straight up Korean, and we would not have known that. And everybody and their grandma was all over that fad. Oh, the show's out, and it was all new and everything else. That everybody jumped on like different Korean programming and brought it to the forefront. And so I, I 
I respect Netflix for that. Some of their Netflix programming can be eh, but it's always worth giving it a shot, and that's why I think it's hard for me to get rid of Netflix. I'm never gonna. I'm never Every time gonna I'll get, be like, I don't want to get rid of. I'm never gonna get rid of Netflix. I like the stuff. A lot of the stuff that comes on Netflix, I do like. Um, you know, I, a lot of their exclusive movie, the movie, their original movies are, are actually pretty good. So they're never. The problem is Netflix. They, they're a lot of just, Netflix lot numbers of their, went down. A lot of because, their shows. Well, yeah. No, go ahead. Well, Netflix, their their problem is that their programs that everybody watched went to the other ones, the, the other streaming services, right. Friends, Office, yep. um, you know I me, mean? all, all those shows, uh, what is it, Frasier, a lot of shows I didn't watch really, uh, what, Seinfeld, stuff yeah, like that, they're, they're all those. Going, they're, all going, they're all going to Peacock, because they're all, right, in, they're going they're to all the home NBC stores. Universal owned, but that's mm-hmm. like, but I mean, and that's the thing, that's why I think Netflix needs to catch up, because I think, like for example, Stranger Things, it took forever for season four to come out, and we still have to wait another. We, who knows when till season the, the or season five? Where are we in season five now? Yeah. The, the most recent season took forever to come out. Now I, you could say that's arguably COVID. COVID. Yeah. But we still have to wait. For, we're still gonna have to wait another long while for the the last season to come out. Um, like House of Cards, that was like their show, uh-huh. and because but because of Kevin Spacey and his yeah, stuff, his mess, that whole show had to go. That show went tits up, which is awful because that show was amazing, really good show. Yes, yeah. but um, I thought it was better before he became president. But that's just me. Yeah, but there's they're just like they have, a lot of the shows I used to watch on there, and, and and sometimes too like because they bring in so much content from some other places, you get lost in the sauce. Like a show Mindhunter, I like the Mindhunter, but Mindhunter is very interesting. Yeah. yeah. And but I didn't even know there was another season two and a season three until recently because I just got lost in all the other crap that's on there. That I, I don't think they promote they because they have so much content sometimes from other other places, other right. countries that it just gets lost in the sauce. And it's not a big deal. Like hey, my hunter season two promoting it. Like think about it. If they promoted that show the same way they promoted Stranger Things. Oh yeah. Which. Like Stranger Things season four, base uh, um, one out of ten. I'm giving that season a, a six, a six. All right, and I, I'm, I'm that I'm one of the I'm one of the few. It's kind of like eh, it was all right. Uh, <laughs> I'm one of the few. It's all right, but at the same time, it, you can't go anywhere with that. At Walmart, they're selling these Stranger Things pizzas. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's everything's jumping on this cash cow that this very popular show that Netflix, which these the creators have now produ- spin off a production company off of, they're, they're making a lot of money, hand over fit. Netflix don't care. Netflix don't care. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know, HBO Max, they got bigger issues because now they're getting rid of the content that they're not getting rid of all them. content. They're, just getting, they're getting rid, rid of, of a lot of it. They're getting rid of a lot of DC content, and that's large in part because the guy over there was his name Lee or Lynn or whatever his name is. Something he, German. He, he wants to write the ship. I mean, I get it, man. So much of DC has been kind of disjointed. There hasn't really been someone steering the ship. They've, like, you know, in, on one hand, you've got the Snyderverse. The other hand, you've got, like, what Todd Phillips did with, like, Joker. you got what Matt Reeves is doing with the Batman. You've got, you know, uh, what's his face is doing with Aquaman. Like, there's no, no one's really, like, steering the ship in one direction. So I can see why he would want to start canceling some stuff. Also, what I'm hearing is, like, Batgirl, like, the reviews on it are it looks like a really good CW pilot is what I'm hearing. And that like the the stuff with Keaton is so rare and so few and far between that it doesn't like like you could like, it's almost like you could have had that cameo on the CW almost. That's how it's it's what bottom line it was not gonna be a very good movie is what I'm hearing. I think it only scored in test screenings, I think it scored maybe in the low sixties. Um so they're uh you know, I, I get it. Um so I can see why he'd want to like dump some content, but at the same time, like I feel bad for the people who put their blood, money, sweat, and tears into that thing. You know, uh, I, I guess they did some private screenings for some of the people that wrote on it and directed on it, and whatever, so they can at least get to see the finished product. But I don't know, man. Like, but what, I know it will never happen. That you did, like you're so heartbroken about, because like, were you really heartbroken about Batgirl? It's not that I'm heartbroken over Batgirl. But they did spend $90 million on this thing. So if you're saying that you're going to take $90 million of blood, sweat, and time like that and throw it away, it's a scary revelation. Because now they're talking about other other shows. There's a lot of other cartoons. 
um, that are like have cult followings that just fall off. That's that's not making new content at all. It's just already there that they're getting rid of. Just to get rid of. So you get rid of existing content that people did enjoy. Just get rid of it. Okay, and my does a, cult, does a cult following make you money? Does a cult, cult following small cult following can make you money? In in exhibit, I think exhibit A would be Star Wars. So you would think that like, and you're like, what do you mean by that? So my, I'm where I'm leading with this that all right, the original Star Wars episode, um, four, five, and six came out in the late seventies, early eighties, and then you heard nothing for a decade, nothing. But people said, man, this movie's thoroughly great. People were like, yeah, it was a good movie, but you know, people were kind of like, whatever. And you had a some yeah, people still these cult people dressed up like Luke. Leia, Jabba, uh, Bounty Hunter, J- Bubble Fett, they're all doing it. And they kept it alive to what? What happened? Late 90s, they said, you know what? We're going to do episode one, two, and three. Let's loo it up. Let's just, the people want it, let's do it. And they made this whole, even though episode one was hot garbage, you know what I mean? We still went out and we went out and spent money on it. And then all of a sudden, now they spin into episode seven, eight, and nine and ruined the franchise. Thanks. But. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. But then they they that, that's my example. Like the idea that yeah, um, you had how, how long people... did that? How long did that evolution just take? That is. But a, this so the first movie came out in 1972. Correct. So that is a no. Was, what not 72? Episode four came out in 1972. I'm pretty sure. No, you're really wrong. Let me check. It was, <laughs> you're really wrong. No, 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 no. It was it had like no, 78, 78 or 77. Yeah, because it was my mom graduated boot camp and then. She went and saw the movie, so it had to be like seventy-eight or seventy-nine. Yeah, so I'm saying they're really wrong. Like, whoa, whoa, Star Wars did not was out not before disco. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, you know that's but you're saying these cult followings, and so Batman, right? So you got Batman is around. Why cult following? You that have not Bat- a cult following, dude. No. Wait a minute. Hold Come on. on. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Hear me out. Because Batman was just a comic book, and then. They had an animated, they had a live action series with Adam West. Where people, he's dancing and all these weird zany shit. During the 70s, 80s, no Batman. Until late 80s, you got Keaton Batman. And you had Keaton Batman, boom, boom. And then they kept spinning these Batman series. And then after that really bad one with, uh, with, um, Homeboy with the Bat Nipples, forgot his name. Uh, after Val uh, Kilmer, Kilmer you had Clooney. Clooney. Yeah, Clooney. Whatever, even though the bad guys in that movie were casted correctly, uh, you had a dead Batman f- series. No one did Batman, and then all of a sudden, they went to the man himself to revive the series with Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises. And then after but that, it, it's like, all right, but it's not, it, but that's what I'm saying. It okay, was but dead, my, but the people my, but still the, wanted but the, it. But the point I'm getting at, though, is that, like, the evolution of both of your examples started. So I looked it up. Episode four came out in 1977. Right. You're talking about you're talking now you're talking about the the Batman the Batman with uh with um Adam West which was the introduction of the character for a lot of people that's the late 1960s early 1970s I had to go I'd have to go look it up to find out but either way my point is you're talking about a 40 to 50 plus year evolution right to build a fan base strong enough to justify these things right to to that that's your point now let's look at HBO Max. Some of the animated things, some of the things that they're canceling or dumping off HBO Max, like you say, well, they have a cult following. Okay, well, does 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 Warner Brothers want to wait forty years to make a return on their investment? Probably not. If if right now, if if you have to make money in a competitive space with all the other streamers, because right now it's all about how many people can I get to subscribe to my streamer, like how many people can I pull away from these exist the streamers that are out there, so. Like I can't wait for something to get pop to get popular or to trend. I need it to be good now. I need people to want it now. So I can see why. Like, okay, who's watching this? Oh, it's got like it's got you know fifty thousand viewers. Okay, what about this other show? Well, this other show has one hundred fifty thousand viewers, and it's growing. Well, then let's get rid of this other thing. Yeah, but it has a strong cult following. Well, yeah, but it's not going to pull me viewers. And I can't wait for it to 40 years for it to get to get to that cult to get to that huge debt status. So that I think that's what they're thinking about. Like Disney Plus, they're lucky because they bought they bought these things that already had this huge established following. Like buying like Star Wars, 
they knew that they were going to like they're going to bring a ton of fans with Star Wars. Like when they bought Marvel, they knew they were bringing a ton of fans to Marvel because the Marvel Cinematic Universe blew Marvel up overnight. So that's like, okay, that's an worthwhile investment. So if you're a streaming service, you're competing for that that space in that space, you need to make sure you pick content that people are going to watch and are going to want make people subscribe to your service. I think that I hear what you're saying, and you know, you're if you speak as a business person, uh, it makes sense. They're buying proven commodities, a la well, they, you know, these are Tom these from, are businesses, Nick. <laughs> right, I hear you. I know, I know, I hear you. Right, yeah. but at the same time, now we gotta. I'm looking at the. I'm looking the picture here of you. You want your streaming. You want your streaming service. You want people to come to your content, and you want to be loyal to your fans. And not disenchant, disenfranchise your fans, because those people, not I'm not saying one of them, but there's people out there who will send the rain in a blistering cold for certain for certain properties. There's people out there that will go over hand or foot. Right now, there's we could do a whole podcast on how Lord of the Rings and uh, Lord of the Rings and uh, Game of Thrones is, is facing backlash for being woke because they have people of color on the well, screen toxic, we've talked about toxic things. We've, talk, we've talked right. about toxic fan bases and by the same time yeah. but like you but like they're trying to build a fan base and i i would say it's just a bad business choice even if batgirl doesn't do well and you're like it's, it's not doing well in tests and that's fine okay i hear you and the reason why he pulled that movie is he wants the return of keaton to be on the big screen and not on like our streaming service for that fine then then you say that you table that movie till after the flash movie how do you figure out what you're gonna do with ezra miller dude and figure out whatever's going on with this because he's nuking the whole franchise itself but you're but the only issues that me and you talked about a long time ago with dc that that dc had is that they were trying to rush they were trying to rush a mythos and you and because the, they wanted to compete with marvel so bad and marvel built years of iron man one was really good thor one thor two was not good you know what i mean uh captain america one wasn't good like they had a lot of movies that weren't good but they just played them anyway and they made some money and as the years gone by and people got used to them and seen them they start cashing in civil war cash in um you know infinity war cash in it, it and they wanted they wanted the batman for superman to be a major cash in slow down man you, you you guys just went from you guys went from first base to home like you went way too fast guys you know and then Su the suicide squad was a joke but apparently there's this whole background of like marvel executives butchered the movie Changed it up a lot of things from the. They changed a lot of the original. Marvel like, executives airs. or Warner Brothers executives. Warner Brothers executives. Okay, what I say. <laughs> Sorry, the Warner Brothers executives butchered it up because they didn't want a three-hour film. They wanted something that's an hour and a half. You know, I, that's why I've always had issues with the idea of Warner Brothers talking about, oh, well, Snyder, we don't like how long his films are. What do you mean? You literally did a movie way back for all this. You did the. Uh, What's the name? The oh my god! What's the what's the what's the? I'm totally drawing a blank with uh, Mr. Manhattan. You, oh, uh, Watchmen. Yeah, you did Watchmen movie with him. That was three hours long. Like, what do you think? He did Man of Steel, three hours long. What's wrong with you guys? You that's what he does. He makes long films. He does long films, long this, long that, and the idea that your guys gonna do that, and you spent way too much money on the reshoots because of freaking Josh Whedon. All right, you you hired this guy. I'm sorry that Snyder went to that stuff, but then he did all his reshoots. Reshoots. He came with that abomination of movie that bombed. It bombed. Me and you saw that movie together, and we hated it. We Which hated movie it. We're talking about again. We're talking about Justice League. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, it started right from the beginning with ugly Superman chin, and then from there was bad times. You know, what I mean, the Snyder cut fixed things. But I think the idea that if they want to, I think if I think if DC wants to go forward for me, they need to do what they're doing with Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn TV series 
is your like the one thing you're mentioning everything else right but you oh, don't mention yeah. that cartoon you know why because that cartoon is good and they're not following any mythos they're all over the place just like you said well, all these little different but their own separate world but the, it is popular enough and it's not for whatever reason the warner brothers executives aren't worried about what this little cartoon that's butchering the series that's making uh gordon a raging alcoholic Batman well, having mother so, and daddy issues. So, well, the thing is, I have comments on that. So, you got to remember. So, this this is a this is the Harley Quinn show. So, you got she's they're looking at these for these characters through Harley Quinn's perspective. So, this is how Harley Quinn sees these people. No, that's their world. They're like that even when she's not on the screen. No, I, I understand that, but the <laughs> idea of the show is that this is the Harley Quinn show. So, they 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 they, they everything is viewed for through the lens, regardless if she's there or not. Like everything is viewed through that lens of how Harley Quinn sees the world, and this is how she sees these people. She sees Joan Gordon as a drunk failure. She sees Batman as a, as a as an insecure billionaire with mommy and daddy. And she's like, that's just how she sees these people. So regardless of like whether or not that's accurate, that's how she sees it. That's because I mean, watch I haven't watched the show enough because I was like, there's been some weird things with these characters, and it dawned on me is like, oh, but this is how she would see them. So that's why they 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 play them this way. But is that is that what you read or is that what you think? That's why that's my that's my personal okay. Because that's, that's I'm like I didn't opinion. I didn't take it that way. I thought thought that the animator itself and how they did it, they just want to have fun with it, and well, that's they, what they, they did. They are having fun with it, but I think they're having a lot of fun with it. And I think it's great. It, the reason it works is because you're looking at it through how the of the world how Harley Quinn views the world. So like this is how she would see these pe- how she would see these particular people. You know, I mean, um, but. I don't. I mean, neither here nor there. I think we're here to talk about this, you know streaming services writ large. Um, so I mean, like HBO Max or you know, it, it's going to continue to survive. Like uh, I like to think that who this 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 guy that they have take that took over for Warner Brothers Discovery. Hopefully, he can write the ship. And I, and I do think to I, I do think they should have released Batgirl because if you've already completed the movie. It Might doesn't as well. cost anything. Like, I mean, it, it, the streaming service, like the streaming service, it's already you already spent the money. Exactly. Just put it up on there, and it, you like reward the subscribers you have, and maybe you do draw in a few more. Because the fact of the matter is, there aren't a lot of female-led movies out there. Exactly. And so you probably would have got some female f- subscribers. So I mean, what's the harm in it? Now I can understand like if you had just announced you're going to invest in this thing and you're maybe like a quarter of the way through and you decide to cancel, that's one thing. A la Blue Beetle. Yeah. Like they yeah. pulled a, pulled it on Blue Beetle. I can't be mad at it because, well, they pulled it. Maybe yeah. what can you do? But I mean, you, you already know? finished it, so you might as well just put it up on Right. There. And that, and I that, what you're saying, and we're, like, we're seeing on the same page. You know what I mean? I just, like you said, just release it. Even if, like I said, even if you have to wait till next year after the Flash movie comes out to have Keaton's return on the big screen, so then... His smaller turns on a smaller screen on her movie, whatever. As Brendan Fraser's playing Firefly, again, we're miss, we're gonna miss that, and you know, then and so be it. I, I would be okay with that, and I'd be like, all right, and I will still tune in, even if it was Batgirl on yeah. there. I'd watch it. I, I didn't. It. I didn't watch Batgirl on CW. I'm not really a CW guy. Oh no, but that, you're confusing characters. That's Batwoman. <laughs> Batwoman's on there. Okay. Yeah. All right. But okay. yeah, the yeah, and so I don't know, like. I like HBO Max. I'll, I'm gonna keep it around. Right now, the only thing I'm watching, only thing I'm really watching on there is Harley Quinn and and and, and House of Dragons. Did um, you watch Peacemaker that was on there a couple months ago? Oh yeah, I wa- definitely watched Peacemaker. That was that's what I'm saying. So awesome. so again, that's that's another that's another DC property that for whatever reason it made money. You know, one James Gunn's directing here's, it. I guess here's so the thing you- though, like none of these shows, like I'm necessarily. Like no, like I'm not begging for them, but then like they come out and people watch them, and I hear through word of mouth they're really good, so I go check them out. Like even even like mm. House of Dragons, I wasn't begging for it, but like I had nothing else to watch on Sunday night, so I'm gonna check it out. I don't think none of us begged for House of Dragons. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think none of us yeah. did. But you know, it, it's one of the things like, all right, cool, and, and I'm I'm gonna watch it and see where this takes me, even though we talked about it last week. Uh, so but. You know, I'm excited for like what streaming services. Like, I'm I'm big I'm big on Rick and Morty. I like Rick and Morty. So that's oh like, yeah, Rick and Morty. That's coming on. That's a new season coming on here. Then even the creators on Hulu, they have the show uh, Solar Opposites. Oh, I like Solar Opposites, and they just came out that new show Demon, Little Demon. None of you seen Little that Demon, one. correct? Now I've seen that. 
Now that's, that's a they, weird show, man. They 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 take it there. They take they it. Do. There. I was like, oh, they take it there. Oh, okay. <laughs> like they they going deeper than with the Harley Quinn show. Good one. It's definitely kids. Make sure your kids are in bed. Yeah, because they're. Like, like, it's I was watching it by myself, and then my like Marcy and like Alex came home, and I was like, click that going. <laughs> I had to wait for my I wait for my stepson to go to sleep, and I was like, "All right, um, yeah, all right, he's sleep now. We can watch this." Yeah, because it's like it's, that's a it's that's wild. a bizarre show, man. Like it's a wild show, but it there you know it, it's it, it is it's, it's, it's good. I like it. It's the Devito family. Like Devito yeah. has like all the Devitos are all over. You look at the like just keep, names keep popping up on the screen. Devito, mm-hmm. this Devito, that Devito, Joyo Devito. I'm like, who are these people? But I guess I mean finally getting the family rich now. Let's get the family in on it with with Aubrey Plaza and then so, Lucy uh, yeah, yeah. DeVito. So right so what's your favorite like right now? So we just we talked about our favorite streamer. But what's our favorite show right now? Like if you had to push people in a direction, what show would you want people to go watch right now? Are we talking like animated or live action? Any of them. Whatever whatever con- it's original content that's only on you can only catch it on a certain streaming device. What like, what's your favorite show right now that you want that you would think you would recommend? Say, hey, if you had to go pick one, like a streaming service, you should pick this one because you need to go watch this show. It's how, it's well, like- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back to HBO Max again because I'm an HBO Max guy. Um, I just finished Westworld. If you like trippy stuff, stuff's a little trippy, uh, futuristic stuff like that, that would be my recommendation. Uh, I need to go, I just I need to go back it. to. So I I was I lost interest midway through second season. Um, I need to come back to it and give it another chance. I think. Give it a shot because it it definitely gets a little trippier. It gets a lot deeper. I think that's great. If you like Hulu, um, I can't, I can, I cannot I'll be remiss if I do not mention Letterkenny. Um, Letterkenny is a great little show. It's Canadian. It's owned by Hulu now. Um, I think they're at season five or six now. They have a spinoff show show with Shorzy. Uh, there's also a little cartoon show, a little snippet show, like little, little, like it's called Little Letter Kenny, whatever, or they're like, they're kids, but it's like a little, it's, it's nothing. But like that show's very, uh, funny, quippy. You can tell it's very low budget at first and then they start getting a bigger budget to do more stuff. But the comedy is adult. It's not adult, like picture kids away adult but you have to be listening and pay attention to catch how fast they're talking and how with their slang canadian slang words they use and it, it's it's enjoyable very enjoyable yeah i think if i had to put one out there i'd say i mean this show's already passed but it's obviously it's available for to view but uh paramount plus man 1883 the spinoff of yellowstone that show was poetry it's so good, man. It's like, Every, the, it's like the prequel to it's how like, yeah, it all it's, went it's down. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's like the it's like three or four generations before John, the, the family that's that has the ranch now, and it's got um, Sam Elliott in there, um, and uh, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, and um, it's um, uh, it t- it's it's basically the story of them on the or um, Oregon Trail, making their way up to Mon- up to Montana. And that show is like every episode is just tight, perfect. Like it's just the the script writing is absolutely amazing. Like the story moves perfectly. It doesn't like linger in any way, shape, or form. And you just feel like you're on the trail. Like I'd never been more interested in the Oregon Trail since I played the game in elementary school, and I got dysentery every single time. Like it is such a like a good show. And the 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 show the showrunner. And the, and the writer on that show, obviously he's the same showrunner and writer for Yellowstone, but he's also the guy that wrote Sicario. So if you like Ooh. the movie Sicario, then like he's your, like you're gonna like like hit like Yellowstone, you're gonna like 1883. Um, that but that show was just like we we Marcy and I watched it together and we could not wait for every Thursday night um, to come out. And so and I'm, I'm curious to see. I, I suspect Yellowstone season five will co- will come out on network. But you know, so we'll, I'll probably buy it on on a on a Apple TV when it comes out. But I'm it's hoping like they've has been on television it. for five years. Like we're at like five, five, season five already. Like hasn't been yeah. out for five years, has it? Dude, that show is so good, man. You can binge watch a season so fast because it just keeps you on the edge of your seat. Like here's every episode. You're like, what's gonna happen next? What's gonna happen next? It's it's so good. It, it makes me feel like that's how I like watching Yellowstone is how I felt about Game of Thrones in seasons two through six. 
where just like every episode you left just like when's Sunday gonna be here when's Sunday gonna be here cause it, it, every episode just leaves you with like oh shit like Casey's doing this and John's doing this and Beth is doing this and how are they gonna get out of it this time and like you know oh man they just like killed this dude they gotta cover this out and Jamie's having, like it's 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 such a great weave of uh, such a great tapestry of drama and suspense I, I love Yellowstone all right, all right, that's fair enough. Fair enough, man. Yep. Yeah. But, Good stuff. All right, so I, I guess with that, like we've definitely you know gotten through. Uh, I think we've definitely gone more, longer than thirty minutes, uh, which is always good. So I'm curious with this one. Any any final closing thoughts on streaming services, or what, you know, or anything? Uh, what's going on with them? I don't have really anything. Cl- I don't have anything major. I guess it's. I just hope that they keep the content fresh, and I think we just have to as a society. We just have to just keep our minds open to what's happening um, with the streaming services. Hold them accountable to having like good content, I guess, because um, they they understand that we're taking in content that way. Just like ESPN is, um, Disney is taking money from ESPN to put towards the ESPN Plus streaming service. Guys, a lot of people are taking the content and and stuff like that. Well, it'll be inter- interesting to see how Prime handles now they got football going on there thursday nights um very particular with that i think they have thursday and something else so it's it's a the channels themselves are fighting for people's viewership and uh i just hope that they just don't lose track on what made them popular in the first place i get it you want to change with the joneses and change with the tides of what people are watching how they're watching and how people are consuming it but some of that content that's always been there it's it's always good because some people like the classics so don't get rid of the classics yeah I, my fear is that before too long i think they're going to begin to exploit the consumer in the same way cable did right like you know for a long time i think we're just old enough to remember a time before cable a very small brief time as children where we didn't have cable but when cable came along like and we you 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 basically opened the aperture to people like that they had they had more than three channels you really opened up a competition space um and over time you know you you pulled people away from the networks because like you could now you could watch HBO you could watch Cinemax you could watch TNT AMC um so the networks really you know struggled like that's 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 free television and it's purest right network the network is the freest form of television you can ever get uh, um and over time because cable became where it's at cable prices went through the roof i can remember like you know late 90s early 2000s when dvr came and you could finally start recording the shows you wanted to watch like cable prices were nuts but now they're obviously because there's a new competitor with streaming cable has had to come has, has had to offer you more for less right i think eventually pretty soon cable is going to get once once more as more and more as, as internet can reach more and more people in harder places like a hosky for example or you know places out in the you know the central south like the central and northern western parts of the united states like as, when internet can get can reach more and more people at a speed and a pace that allows more bandwidth I think we're going to see cable get pushed out. Like, cable is not going to exist anymore. Cable might only be there. Like, all those cable providers like Cox and Spectrum are only going to be there to provide you internet access. So that means that streamers, I think, are going to go are going to get even more expensive. Like, you see it right now with Netflix, right? Netflix has been yeah. keeping up its costs, you know. And they're small. talking about doing more of a cheaper one but with ads. Yeah. So it's like, you know, so Netflix, like, that was one of the things that was great things about Netflix is you had all this content without ads. You can watch whatever you wanted ad free. Now, if you're talking about bringing ads into the space, then it's like, you know, you had you as a consumer have to determine: are you willing to watch ads, or are you willing to spend the extra five dollars a month to get ad free content? So, I worry that in another, I'll say, I'll say ten years, ten years from now, we're going to be streaming exclusive, and we're going to be paying almost double maybe even triple what we're paying now i think maybe maybe you know depending on where the content's going and then uh this overall inflation yeah that inflation plus i mean people like 
Think about like think. Of, I'll take Star Trek as an example because I think it's the easiest example I can find. Star Trek when it when it came out probably was a fairly expensive show, but look at the production value on it, right? Like we're talking sets made of plywood, like really rudimentary special effects, like yeah, like it. Was, so it was probably for the time probably very expensive to make, but like but it had very low production value. Now you look at Star Trek, you know, Strange New Worlds. It's filmed like a major million dollar movie. Like, it's filmed like it's made for the big screen. So that means, like, you have to either match that or you have to exceed it. And that costs even more money. Yeah. So that means that, like, either A, you have to introduce ads into your streaming space to make to offset that revenue, or you need to bring in more subscribers or raise your prices. So it's like people are going to – they're they're how they view content and the quality of that content is also going to evolve. And they're going to expect more, so that only drive is only going to force those prices to go up over time. Very true. Very true. Very true on that mat on that matter because it's just, it's they keep pushing it. And you know what? That's good on them. They have to, and they're going to look each other and figure out what's best. And then there could probably be more streaming services going to combine, as you, as we saw Discovery mm-hmm. and HBO Max combined with Warner. And now they're going to do reality TV shows and more male content and more female content because that's what the new CEO wants to do with it. Well, another thing, too, I'm curious about, and I think the one place where I think can help maybe offset a little bit is the, the theaters are kind of surviving, right? Like, I, Although I did read recently that Regal is filing for bankruptcy, but or at least clo- they may have been closing some theaters. But like right now... I think COVID had all of us leading to believe that maybe movie theaters were dead and everything, everything was all movies were going to be made for streaming. But if theaters survive and people are still making movies to be seen in the movie theater, first and foremost, like Top Gun Maverick definitely demonstrated to the world that a movie can still make billions of dollars in a post COVID world. Cause people were really trying, were really trying to get Tom Cruise to put that on Paramount plus you know, since it was like, cause it had delayed for so long, but he was pretty adamant. Like, no, this needs to be seen in theaters. And thank God they waited because it made billions of dollars. And I know having seen in theaters, like I have it now on my TV cause I purchased it. And, uh, and watching it on my TV does not, does not encapsulate the experience I had seeing it in an IMAX theater. So I hope that movies coming out in theaters will still kind of like allow us to keep will provide a second competitive space for filmmaking so that they'll help streamer prices remain low i think that's where it's the, i think that's the fear though because these uh movie studios are not are scared to make the call that tom cruise made oh, tom cruise said yeah, yeah i'm i i'm going to wait i'm sorry and i will deal with repercussions of whatever happens where i remember i saw right when covid happened i saw a tenant at the movie theater Mm-hmm. Like right when COVID started, I was there, and Tenet is a movie that Christopher Nolan made, and not a lot of people have seen it because it it happened during COVID, and a lot of these movies are going straight to streaming services, and people are scared for a, a Morbius type situation where you put out a bad movie and it just flops hard in movie theater and they lose money like that. So it's um, I think the movie theaters struggle a little bit right now too because it's. There's not a lot of movies coming to the movie theater, and those and movies that are going to movie theater, they're very niche. Like, there's a lot of niche movies going to movie well, theater. Right now, I saw I, mean, I saw a commercial on my, on YouTube for a movie named Pearl that's supposed to be some kind of like horror flick, whatever. Movie theaters only, and you're like, I have no idea what this movie is or what's going on, but movies only, movie theater only, which is kind of like what. Well, I think so, this might be another podcast altogether, but I think yeah. the only way you're gonna get me into a movie theater is if it's a big budget film with a lot of action and a lot of like, you know, a lot of visuals. Like if you're going to, going to tell a simple story about a simple dramatic story about a, like a biopic or something, I'll wait for it to come on streaming because that doesn't need to, I don't need to be in the theater to watch that. But like, like a movie like Avengers Endgame or Top Gun Maverick can only be seen in the film. It's just too big to watch on your TV. Like I'm going to see Black Adam movie theater. Black yeah. Adam should come out next. Yeah. So, so I mean, I know, I know a lot of people are hanging on superhero movies right now, but those are the only movies that are going to get people in the theater because they're major events. But like, you know, I'm sorry, but like a Martin Scorsese film, you know, I love Casino, but 
I would. Still great. I could watch Casino on TV. I don't need to see Casino in the movie theater. I would watch Casino movie theater. I'd watch it. I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. But like the what was that? What was that Scorsese film that had the old old? They were all old doing it. Yeah, that movie. Oh, it? I forget the name of it. We watched. We started uh, watching it on because it came out. The, it was a, not the Frenchman or something like that, but it's something like that. Yeah, but we we couldn't <sighs> make it through it. It was too long, and I, I fell asleep in the middle of it. And I woke up midway and was still going. I was like, oh my lord, this movie's like three and a half hours long. Yeah. So but, yeah. Anyway, right. well, anyway, folks, I think we've t- we've taken your time, and we but and we appreciate the time you've given us. And we I appreciate you. you. It, Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, I hope you found this 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 discussion as as fun as exciting as we do. I like talking about this stuff, uh, so I, I I hope you found it as com- compelling as we do, and I hope it gives you something to think about too, because like like I said, like and you know everyone has at least one of these things. A lot of people have more than one, and they're not going away because before too long, every major you know, producer in Hollywood is going to have their own exclusive streaming service at this point. So hope this gives you something to think about. But that being said, what do you, uh, do you have anything to look forward to this week, Mr. Locke? You got anything big or exciting coming up? Uh, not really. Uh, you know, I got some little events happening at the end of the week here, but I mean, nothing crazy, really. It's a uh, Labor Day weekend. I hope, like I said before, I hope you all be safe out there. Uh, weather on the East Coast, some spots is rainy, but some places not. So if it's not raining where you're at, get out that get, get the grill out and enjoy it. Enjoy life a little bit. Breathe in the breathe in the air. Feel the sun on your face. Yeah, I hear that. Right now, we're our son has been fighting something. It's weird. Like he's been he's he's had an on and off fever, but he doesn't he's not congested. He doesn't have any cold like symptoms. He just has been feverish. So we're hoping that he'll be all. He seems to be doing better today. So hopefully tomorrow he'll be straight and we can go enjoy the one last weekday of Labor Day weekend. Um, but at any rate. That, folks, uh, we're going to close out here. Uh, I'm Mr. Fig. And I'm Mr. Locke. Hey, thanks for joining us, everybody. Push that subscribe button. Yes, sir.